I do. Do you have those algebra dreams or like you miss math for a whole year? I've told you talked about this before. Yeah. I are you still having these? I do, but I have you told a therapist about this? No. But I saw a meme today of someone talking about it. I'll see if I can find it. I'll show it to you. Because I was like... Have you ever I'm... looked it up on a dream meeting? No, I don't like doing that. Because it really? scares me. Yeah. I love doing that. I'll, anytime I have a weird dream, I always look up the meaning of it. Like the I'm teeth such falling a... out one yeah. is bad. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember my dreams hardly unless I have like... Unless I sleep real good. Yeah. Normally, if you, what I read was that if you'll forget it with like the main part of it or the whole part within like an hour of waking up. That's weird. That's why. Yeah. But if you talk about it or like, like remember it, like replay it over in your head over and over again, you'll remember it. It's really interesting. Yeah. I remember I had this dream when I was a kid that I was walking because we could, we, we were in the, 2000s and whatever you could just walk down the street and go to your friend's house and yeah. be fine yeah um but i would go down to my friend's house all the time and i did that and i turned around and this train had like gone by and taken out like my house and everything behind me and i'm like where's my home at <gasps> i think it's because i had separation anxiety from my family that could be it see, see? dreams can mean things but i don't know why i always remember that dream I haven't had it since. I've only had it once. Yeah. That's weird that you remember it. You guys, we got the coolest, coolest Mm -hmm. keychains. Mm -hmm. Leather keychains, homemade, handmade by uh, our listener named Jordan. And he has a Facebook and an Etsy. So you can go on there and look at them. Uh, He... Uh, it's called Black Rat Leather. Black Rat Leather is his Facebook name, and he makes custom wallets and card holders and keychains and jewelry. Now, did he he's do making... Rick's wallet? <gasps> he oh my gosh! Yeah, he's so talented. Very talented. Um, he's making earrings now, wow. which is really cool. And it, it's nicely. It's not like it doesn't look like something. I, I don't know. When I think, like, putting, like, stuff into leather, I feel like it wouldn't turn out good. But, like, it looks so good. It looks very good. And he – so he has a Facebook page. It's called Black Black Rat Leather. And he, his uh, shop is on Etsy, and it's called leatherbyjordan.etsy.com. Leather by so. Jordan, guys. Leather Check by Jordan. Check him out. He did such an amazing job, and he just made these keychains because he's a fan of What's With the Neighbors, and so he sent it to us, and we just, we love it. We love the keychains. Yes. Thank you so much, Jordan. Yes, You're wonderful. thank you. We definitely could not have done that ourselves. No, I'm very excited. Not. I almost and want to And now I won't like, lose my keys either. I know, and it's like just. And we could be representing the podcast. Like WTN, what's up, what's up? What's well, that like, cool? What's, what's WWTN mean? Oh. Oh, this is my podcast. What's with the neighbors? Thanks oh. for asking. And check out the guy that made it. He's pretty talented He's and pretty cool. talented. Go he get ma- a wallet. He makes all of them. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like so he doesn't use a cricket? No. Oh, wow. No, he, I believe, he has like tools. And yeah. then he 
uh, for the um, sewing part, he has like an old antique <gasps> uh, sewing machine he uses. Okay. I thought he used like a cricket. No. Wow. It's all hand done. That's so impressive. Yeah. Guys, you can't get quality work like that done. No. So thank you so much, Jordan. Yes. Thank you, Jordan. We You're love up. them. We love them. Back to the story. Back to the story. Do you have a listener story for me? A neighborhood story. That's what I meant. I know. <laughs> Are we going to sing the whole episode? Guess what? This is a musical episode. Uh, Alto Soprano. <laughs> you know, people like hate the musical episodes of every show. I skip them. I know. I hate music. Riverdale. Oh my gosh. They got so musical in it. Like, I love that show, but man. It's just cringy when they do it. It's, it's just like, too why? much. Like, you're getting away from the story. I don't want to hear yeah. them sing about someone dying. The, well, uh, uh, Grey's Anatomy did that. What? Yeah. Are you serious? It was so cringy. I've never seen Grey's Anatomy because I, I refuse to watch it because I'm such a baby and I know I'll cry at it. Oh, yeah. Totally. I, I watched This Is Us already and I know that. No, I can't uh, do This Is Us. But this, I don't do so, This Is rough. Us. Cause it, and not because it's sad. It, I, it just looks boring. It's so good. Um, it's almost done too yeah Grey's Anatomy did it and it was about you go first one of the girls like she got in a car accident and almost died one of the main characters so they started singing about it yeah it was and it's um the song by two what is it two cars yellow yellow cards by yellow card no 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 that song is do 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 do, 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 do. That song. By Yellow Card? I think it's... I almost said Paw Patrol. <laughs> Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. Would patrol be car? Their own devil. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Snow Patrol. Snow Patrol. Thank you. Wow, people are really, like screaming at me right now. Um. All right, so I have a neighborhood story for you. It's um. This is from Next Door. And it's actually a photo of a, a typed letter to someone. <clears throat> Dear quote unquote neighbor, you just moved into this neighborhood a year ago and I wanted to give you time to correct this problem on your own, but you apparently are inconsiderate to do so. Every day this week when the weather has been nice, and windows are open, you proceed to let your small children run free in your backyard and laugh and giggle and carry on without end. <laughs> this is a very disrupt disrupt disruptive to my two dogs and bird who <laughs> sit next to the window and like to look into your yard. Perhaps you could ask him to t ask him to tone it down a bit. Or at least limit his outside time to 15 to 20 minutes a day so my dogs can go be, be outside without seeing him running around. This is ki this kind of, if this kind of behavior persists, I will call the police. What? And it's like an actual letter. Oh my gosh. You are such a Karen. You're not even a Karen. That's not even a Karen. That's, That's like, like a, a downright, like, asshole. Yeah. For your, your, they're in their Her own. Name, their name is asshole. That's they're in their own yard playing, and their kids, and they're like, "I need my dogs and my birds. Dogs need their rest. They need their rest. 
And they want to look outside they, without seeing their child. They need their 15 minutes of their cucumber rubs and their rest. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would be so annoyed. I, I would, would make so much noise then. I know. I would make my kids I'd be like, more. go ahead and report me. Yeah. Because they're not going to do anything. They're, they're going to laugh anything. at you. Yeah. They're going to be like, you can move. You know go. what I would... <laughs> This is what I would do. I would blow up this if they lived in like a suburban area, which I'm assuming they do. I would blow up the sign into like a huge poster and just put it everywhere. Yeah. Just let everybody know. Yes. Just be like, so for those for those who want to piss off this lady, (laughs) I'm having a party on this date. (laughs) Don't laugh in your yard, people. In fact, actually, I would just make my backyard the community center. (laughs) Just put a playground back there. Everyone's welcomed (laughs) constantly. Just a playground. Yeah. That would do. (laughs) Maybe maybe they have a, what is it called? They can't be like 10 feet from a child. I don't know. That's so annoying. I know. You're dumb. (laughs) (sighs) You want to go first? You want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. All right. So forgive me if I mess up a lot on this one. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I've done that before. You've confessed? Just once. You have to do it in order to be a Catholic. (laughs) I don't know at all I confess because I am a good Christian child. That's, you're Catholic, sorry. Catholic, Christian Catholic. Oh, whatever. Same. You're a hybrid. Same thing. <laughs> I'm a good little child. Anyway, so uh, let's. I'm, I'm, I'm gooder. Let's, Amy is gooder. <laughs> Amy wins. Okay, so we're going to talk about a place called Plastig, um, which is in Wales, England. Oh, okay. Uh, Plastig is a Jacobian themed or styled country house. Um, which is located in Wales, England. It was built in 1610, being over 400 years old. Like, holy cow. It's so 400? Do you know what? No. So when I was watching them today, I had a very old, I'm going to say a senior moment because it made me feel super old. But the, she, Haley was like, she's like, did you know that Titanic is like over 100 years old? It just it was so random too, and I was like, "Titanic isn't over a hundred years old." I was like, "It happened in like the early 1900s," and I'm like, "Oh God, <laughs> it's 1912. <laughs> it's 110 years old, actually." <laughs> to be that's exact, one of the, that's like a, a moment where you think that like the 2000s happened like yeah. two years ago. Oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, so yeah, I I I felt old because I know when I was a kid, we were just like, "Wow." I mean, it didn't just happen, but, you know, it happened in the same, Recently. like... yeah, same century. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, so uh, the home was built in 1610, over 400 years old, Jeez. by a politician named Sir John Trevor I. Oh. For his family. For him and his family to live in. Nice little family home. Yeah, cottage. Flem, flem family home. The house overall has, like, a Renaissance feel. It oh. feature yeah, fancy. It features a grand timber staircase that was actually crafted from a Spanish Armada ship. Oh my god! So it had like pieces of a boat. So it's got a lot of history in it. Yeah. There was also once a sofa in the home that was a gift from Napoleon Bonaparte. Not sure if it's still in there or not. Bonaparte. He's really short. 
Um, and paintings imported bone apart. Bone, bone ham. Bone ham. <laughs> and paintings imported from Italy. Uh, there is a stone fireplace that also contains a pin, like pentagram markings. Not, no one, yeah, no one really knows why that they're there. The theories are that it was um, to stop from, stop evil from entering the home through the fireplace. But also in 1883, the home served as a um, masonic lodge, like the guys who worked on metal and stuff. Oh, yeah. Or, or maybe brick. brick. Yes, brick. Thank you. Could be symbolic for masonry rather than witchcraft. No one really knows. Okay. So the home remained occupied by Tre- the Trevor family until Sir Trevor's wife, Lady Margaret Trevor, died. Also at the time, which was also at the time of the Civil War, in the English Civil War, okay. in 1641 to 1651. Um, and during this, it was raided by the Roundheads, which I guess were like supporters in Parliament. Y'all have some great names for things. After that period. Not to confuse you with the square heads. Or the triangle. Or the triangle do heads. Not, do not even get me started on the triangle heads. Or the pentagon heads. No. <laughs> oh, those oh, pentagons. Oh, oh, the pentagon Might as well just call them a house head. <laughs> <laughs> after that period, it also served as a courthouse during and after the Mon uh, the Monmouth Rebellion. Wow! It said that the infamous Hanging Judge Jeffries sentenced hundreds of people to be hanged there, along with another location, gaining him his wonderful Inside name. Inside the house? Uh, on the uh, on the property? On the property? Yeah. Okay. Gaining him his name, Hanging Judge Jeffries. So eventually, the house temporarily became occupied by the Trevor family again. And once World War II broke out around World War II, yeah, broke out, uh, the house served as a lodging place for soldiers. So I'm sure many soldiers have died there. And in 1945, it was sold to an auctioneer company and became a storage facility, which is kind of sad. That's really depressing for that house. I know. By the 1950s, the house was in terrible shape, so it was going to be demolished, but it ended up being saved. In 1986, it was finally bought and restored by a Cornelia Bailey, who is still the current owner. So she saved the home. Um, What year was that? 1960? 1986. 1986, okay. So we have some deaths here that we know of. I mean, there could be a lot of unknown there, especially with its history. Well, in the... Uh, soldiers yeah exactly alone. exactly so dorothy trevor uh daughter of sir john trevor the first ended up i'm just gonna tell you a, little, a couple little background stories and all these people mm-hmm. she fell in love with a commoner a commoner named yolworth yolworth your your worth it's spelled with an i too so i really had to uh, spell this out worth yep your worth your worth it's like i think it's irish i'm pretty sure let me tell you your worth your worth my 400 shillings shillings (laughs) definitely not pounds I think it's pounds. <laughs> Whatever. Sweet. Okay, so Yulworth and uh, Dorothy Trevor were super in love. Aww. But she was from the upper class family, and he was just a little commoner boy. So Why does that remind me of The Greatest Showman? 
Oh, because it is. <laughs> I mean, it's. It, I mean, it's like the same, the same, same storyline story as line. far as like love goes. So yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that until you said that. It's about the same time too. <laughs> yeah, timeline. The two decided to elope, as they do. Sounds about right. And so Dorothy was like, "All right, we need." I'm assuming that she did this for the money. So she took some of her jewelry and she put it in a box and buried it but next to the well on the property just to like, you know, save it for whenever they it's decide like to do this thing. Yeah. yeah. So the night before they had planned to leave, she went to retrieve the box and she must have slipped because she fell into the well, causing her to drown. Oh, jeez. Her body wasn't even discovered for almost two months. Oh, my gosh. And in that time, poor Yolworth thought that she left him, so he ended up killing himself. No. Yeah. Um, so that's them super cool oh that's such a i know (laughs) i know um in 1815 elizabeth francis roper uh committed suicide by throwing herself in the same well at the age of only also at the same age 16 um i guess a duel was held to determine who she would marry and the man she loved lost oh man that is so sad all these poor ladies in their hearts they are just (laughs) Don't fall in love, guys. Okay, but it leads to I, lots of slipping in wells. Did, did you tell? Did you just say it? I can't remember. Like I'm, my mind somewhere else. But uh, did you say why there was a duel? Was it because her parents said you have to marry this guy? No, I did not. I don't know. There. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it was because I mean you married young at that, at that yeah. time. I'm assuming they wanted her to get married and they wanted to choose between two people and they made them duel. So Gotcha. Okay. That's what I assume. So, but you know, we that all know what happens guy. when we make assumptions. I know. And her. And her, yeah. <laughs> Don't fall in love. You'll Don't fall in you'll love. drown in a well. Pretty much. Um also there were many, many people that were hanged by the order of George hanging Judge George Judge Jeff Judge George blah, 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 Judge Jeffries. And a John Trevor V died at Plastig somewhere in the 18th century due to injuries he got while drinking and driving. And he was driving a carriage at high speed. You know, those dangerous carriages. You can't drink while driving those. Did he blame the horse? (laughs) It said that he had actually just killed his wife right before doing this. So he ended up dying a slow and painful death and he very much deserved it. Absolutely karma uh supposedly there was a father who smothered his children in one of the bedrooms here oh my gosh yeah it's awful so that's all i have for people that have died tragic deaths here that's all that's it (laughs) nothing nothing not a big deal just a handful yeah just a couple wells and drug driving okay so the duels yeah duels oh gosh you poor people wait did they die to their death you scared him in the um, duel? One of them died. And one so of one them of won. them died. Yeah, and she didn't want the one that won, so she went and... So not only did she... Uh, sorry, I'm like hung up on this. <laughs> she not only did not get the guy that she loved, but he died. And she's like, great, now I have to marry this like other dude Second I best. don't like. And this other dude I have to marry while I'm grieving my loves my true love my true love's death so tragic 
Uh, this just is like really a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, lucky for you, this one's it actually, gets worse. It, you know, it's. I just gotta go over the paranormal experiences and. Oh, okay. You know that's, that's sometimes worse. That's my favorite part. Oh, mine too. <laughs> so the as far as experiences goes, um, the ghost of Dorothy is sometimes seen on the road closest to Plastag. Some have thought they'd actually like hit a living person. <gasps> That's how real she looks. Whoa. Which reminds me of a listener story that we had. Yeah. By Stephanie. Yeah. Um also Yolworth has also been seen walking the grounds and many have witnessed an injured man chasing a woman throughout the house thought to be Elizabeth and her lover. Oh my gosh. Was uh, he chasing like I know that's er, that's er, like er, chasing or yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he's like that's I don't I don't know. That's what I was wondering too. Also the sound of a wailing man can be heard suspected to be Mr. DUI. Mm. <laughs> um I feel sorry for him. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Mediums who've been here claim that there are at least 15 spirits. Um the Regency, I it's one of the rooms here is one of the most haunted rooms. Even dogs refuse to go in it and once oh they're in gosh. it they run out yelping. Oh, the poor babies. No, why would you bring a dog in there? I guess like if you need um, aid. Yeah. In the early 1900s, a gardener reported to have felt hands grabbing his shoulders, trying to pull him down the well. Oh no! Yeah, no. Not cool. No, that could be um, what's his face's um, oh. wife. Yeah, maybe the lover. Yeah. Um, other reports say people have reported being grabbed, pinched, poked, pulling on their clothing, and even hugged. Footsteps, disembodied voices, arguing, screaming, crying, giggling, knocking, whispering, and a gray lady has been seen holding a candle and immediate feelings of sadness. Aww. As far as today goes, Plasteg has been visited by many paranormal investigators and is typically open for visits and tours to the public, currently undergoing renovations by the most recent owner, Cornelia. And that is Plasteg. That's it? That's it. Maria. <laughs> Short and sweet. Wow. It's actually, and that's That's in... like my shortest story. Where is that in? Wales, England. Wales. I would visit there. Yeah. It's a, a lot of people experience stuff when they go there. So is it like a museum or is it just like an attraction? It's a, it's like a, yeah, it's like a, I guess a museum is to, a tr- yeah. attraction. It's a tour. It's a tour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when we go there on our tour, we'll go there. Yep. One day when we go to England. When we manifest that into life. I'm going to tell you. Okay. So I thought we were going to record this tomorrow. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I, I really, I really don't care. Yeah, and that's why I'm telling you this. So, I'm gonna tell you about um, Harvey Glatzman, aka the Gram Glamour Girl Slayer. He was a photographer. Oh, that obviously killed one. Hashtag We're going to photo shoot tomorrow because we're so famous. So famous. Hashtag Red Photography. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're so, you are too much. And then, I love you theme your, you theme your stuff. <laughs> you're so, you're such a Miss Frizzle of true crime. A little Miss Frizzle. I can't. 
Yep, <laughs> never mind. Harvey was born on December 19th, 1927 in the Bronx in New York. The Bronx. The Bronx. A- oh, my outfit would have definitely worked Boy, for you the Bronx. Bronx. Your outfit would have been a perfect outfit. It would have been, been perfect. You could have had a piece of bologna. And bologna. Mozzarella. Bologna. I don't know. Bologna is so good. I love bologna. I love bologna. Mm. Um, da, 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 into a Jewish family. They quickly moved to Denver, Colorado, and that's where he was raised. At an early age, Harvey was antisocial and showed sado, sadomasochistic. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, at 12, he had a habit of tying a rope around his neck running it through the bathroom drain and then pulling tight against it against his neck like purposely choking himself okay. with a rope. Oh, you know, some people go for that. Some people like playing with Pokémon cards, others like choking their necks. Yep. Yep. So other sadist and other sadistic self-pleasure acts. So he's very like gross. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. His mom actually took him to the family doctor, and the doctor was like, oh, he'll grow out of it. Uh, it's just a phase. It's just a phase. It's fine. No big deal. But did he? Oh, all kids go through this. All kids choke their necks. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's what they call it, choking the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so when he was a teenager, he would begin to break into women's apartments and steal random things. That is also a phase. Yeah, that's it's just a phase. Yeah. Um, he would steal things from lingerie to a handgun. You know how it is. Yeah. Um, that escalated. Clearly though. lingerie to a handgun. Well, he like stole just random things, but like it was as little as lingerie to like as big as a handgun. Um, that escalated eventually to stalking the women and then sexually assaulting them. He would actually like Sorry. he would actually like me. lay down next to the woman and pleasure himself like while they were sleeping in bed. Ew, that's worse somehow. I know. Gross. I know. Um, in November of 1994, when he was 18 and still in high school, he was arrested after trying to tying up a classmate at gunpoint and molesting her and please guess how much jail time he got for that please just take a wild guess well from everything that's you tell me i'm gonna guess he got nothing he got a month are you freaking kidding me a month that's gross i know august of the next year in 1946, he was arrested for kidnapping and, and sexually assaulting a woman. He was sentenced to five to ten years to jail. While in jail, he was diagnosed with psychopathic personality schizophrenic type having sexually perverted impulses at the basis of his crimin- criminality. Wow, that's a that's a lot. It's a mouthful. So, and just two years later, after being arrested, he was paroled in 1948. So he only served two years for kidnapping and sexually assaulting a that woman. That seems appropriate. Sounds like this place is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be a rapist. In 1957, he moved to Los Angeles. Harvey started working as a photographer. There was a woman he had his eye on, 19-year-old Judith Dole. 
She was in the middle of an expensive custody battle with her ex-husband over their 14-month daughter. She, uh, so he gave her a call and he offered her $50 to pose for a cover of a Pulp Fiction novel. And, of course, because she needed the money, she's like, yeah, let's do this. Yes. So he took her to his apartment where he held her at gunpoint, raped her multiple times. He then took her to the desert outside of Los Angeles, made her kneel down, tie a five-foot piece of rope around her ankle, her ankles, then looped it around her neck, and then pulled on, on it until she stopped struggling. Oh, my died. gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's sick. Yeah. So... Through a Lonely Hearts ad that was something that they ran in the newspaper, Harvey met a 24-year-old Shirley Ann Bridgeford. She was a divorcee and a model. He used the name of George Williams to connect with her. They wrote back and forth, and he said that he would take her to a dance. And she's like, heck yeah. But instead, he took her back to his place, tied her up, and photographed her. He raped her and performed the same strangling that he did on his first victim and killing her and left her body in the desert. Who's going to, someone's going to find these at some point. Anyway. Yeah, maybe. But, and he also, he didn't bury them or anything like that. He just left them out like for the wild to eat, wild to eat them. Right. So, his third victim he found through a modeling agency. He went to her apartment to pick her up, but she said she was not feeling well to sh- to shoot that day. Uh, so, he left saying, like, all right, I understand. No big deal. Like, I'll just go home. Uh, but hours later, uh, he arrived and let himself in. He raped her multiple times at gunpoint. And at this point, it was the early hours of the next morning, and he forced her into the car and took her to the desert to be killed and strangled her the same way. Oh, my gosh. And actually, in later interviews with Harvey, because he was so open about what he did to the police, he said, she was one I really liked, so I told her we're going out to a deserted spot where we wouldn't be bothered while I took more pictures. Uh, we drove out to Escondido District and spent most of the day out on the desert. I took a lot, a lot more pictures and tried and tried to figure out how to keep from killing her, but I couldn't come up with any answer. Battery. Um, I'm almost done. Okay. Which is sad because like, like I, I don't feel bad for this guy, but at the same time, like that's where, that's where you struggling. can tell it's mental. It is yeah. a mental thing. Like he did. It's. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to understand that when you don't have that problem. Right. So on October 31st, 1958, Harvey then met another victim through the modeling agency, 28 year old Lorraine Viggle. She met with Harvey and got in his car. She noticed almost immediately he was driving away from Hollywood where they were supposed to be going. And she's like, uh, hey, where, where are we going? And when he hopped on the freeway, he started speeding super fast. And she kept asking, like, what are you doing? Where are we going? Why are you speeding? Why aren't we going where you said we would go? And he wouldn't answer her or look at her. 
And all of a sudden, Harvey stopped the car and said that he had a flat tire, so he pulled over. And he grabbed, uh, he then pulled a gun out on, on Lorraine. And she was like, uh-uh, this is not happening. So she grabbed the gun by the muzzle. Okay. And they struggled over uh, possession of it. You go, girl. Yeah, she was wrestling him for it. And he was like, listen, if you let go, I will not kill you. And she's like, eh, bet. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna Actually, take my in my notes, I said she was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah. <laughs> I don't believe you. I'm gay. And uh, the gun actually ended up going off, and it grazed her thigh. She then bit his hand that was holding the gun, and he released it. Uh, she then she held Harvey at gunpoint until police arrived at the scene, which they were alerted by other drivers on the road. He was arrested on the scene, and he actually was immediate, and he actually immediately confessed to the other three murders. He led police to a toolbox that contained hundreds of photos of women that he had molested and the three murder victims that from that I told you about. He was very open <laughs> about his murders and was willing to provide them with all the details that they needed to plead their case. He pled guilty and asked multiple times for the death penalty. He even tried to stop the automatic appeal that is given to all death penalty cases in California. Because he was like, I just want to die. I deserve this. Yeah, I deserve this. Um, and after less than a year, he was executed in a gas chamber of in a gas chamber of the San Quentin State Prison. That's it. That's it? <laughs> 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 what year was that? Uh, 1958 was October 31st, 1958 was his last victim or attempted victim. Okay. I mean, she was still a victim, but. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And like, there was so much. That's more. wild that, that, that something like that happened then, like with the photography and stuff. Yeah. Like I could feel, I feel like that would be something really popular now. That is popular now. That is something. Craigslist ads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like models needed. Yeah. 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 That's why you have to be like super. I think... Just don't look for modeling jobs on Craigslist. Yeah. Or just much. don't go on well, Craigslist. Well, he went to an agency. <clears throat> oh, that's messed up. So he was just posing as a photographer and, you know, he'd reach out to people like, hey, I'm a photographer. I need this this photo shoot to happen for a novel and people believed him that's why you go through oh, agents pity 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 oh that was a good one can you tell me a neighborhood story i'm terrified for a photo shoot tomorrow anyway uh yeah red photography is probably gonna murder us <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you want to hear a neighborhood story yes, please so it says all tenants please do not use Charmin or cottonelle toilet paper the thick toilet paper plugs up the toilet and causes it to back up building sewage. Thank you. And then someone put a note next to it that said, I'm out of toilet paper. How well do socks flush? <laughs> <laughs> Was this in the beginning of the pandemic? <laughs> yeah. Right? Probably. 
We used everything we could, anything we could find. Um, so to listen, you can find us on. I don't want it this time. Oh, you're gonna do it by heart. Yeah. You, to listen, him. you can find us. Uh, I know he's being so sweet on iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Please rate and review us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Um, follow us and like us on all social medias: Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We also have a Facebook group, and all those you can just search at WWT and Podcast. Uh, we also have a website: What's with the Neighbors and dot com. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to do? W-W dot. Sorry. H-T-T-P. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> colon. Colon. Forward slash forward slash. On there, you can find everything that she just mentioned, along with a link to our merchandise and to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash WWTN podcast. If you want to be on the donor bus. Choo-choo. Do you not like doing that? I do love doing that, but I was occupied by your adorable oh, cat. Okay. Um, $3 a month, you could get exclusive content, and $5 a month, you could get exclusive content and our episodes unedited. Feel free to slide into our DMs with any questions, comments, stories, suggestions, and your own personal paranormal or true crime stories. We strive once a month to have listener story episodes, and our email is wwtnpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and have you checked in on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Rename me out. Um, <laughs> what's with the neighbors? Say hi to your cats for us. Yeah.